0: Welcome to Energy Matters to You, September 12th, 2017 edition. The Energy Matters to You podcast is a communication platform that features technologies and thought leaders working to advance energy efficiency. Today's podcast is brought to you with support from Northeast Efficiency Supply, NES. Energy efficient, lighting made easy. NES offers lighting audit services, lighting retrofit design, and supply chain management. Northeast Efficiency Supply. We're your host. My name is Leo Ryan. I'm here with my co-host Ron Galuli. Ron, how are you? Uh,
1: good morning, Leo. I am doing well. And how about yourself?
0: All good. All good here. Hey, Ron. You know, uh, there's National Grid has a vendor uh, a vendor date coming up. Is that Do you have that on your calendar?
1: I do. That is October 19th. That's Thursday, October 19th at the Gillette Stadium. And uh, I haven't seen the full agenda yet, but they usually have some great breakout sessions and it is very well attended. Uh, And they they do do a good job of getting end use customers uh, to that show. As you know, there's there's quite a few insiders that will be there. But in general, in the past, it's been a great day. And I expect that that will happen again this year.
0: Yeah. Who are some of the folks that attend?
1: Um, You know, mostly uh, energy service type. Uh, companies. I do know for example AZ Corp, they're a general contractor uh, specialty contractor I think they'll be attending this, this year so that's a new face that'll be in the sponsor crowd um, there's control companies, obviously you know, by my guess is 50% of the uh, sponsors and exhibitors are associated with some type of lighting but we're seeing more and more data analytic type companies, control companies uh, you know companies of that nature and uh, and your your company Lido's. you're going to be there you're a sponsor aren't you Lido's is a sponsor we'll be there I think we're sponsoring a scavenger hunt so um, I think we're having a few prizes so hopefully that'll add some uh, entertainment to the show as well
0: that's great and again what's
1: the date on that that is October 19th Gillette Stadium
0: Outstanding. Well, Ron, you and I are both uh, regular podcast listeners, and believe it or not, Energy Matters to You is not the only energy-focused podcast on the
1: market. Well, I, I, I would I would have to say that probably the leading podcast is from uh, Green Tech Media, the Energy Gang, and I listen to them uh, probably almost every week. Yeah, that's Stephen Lacey, right? That's correct. I think he's um, actually based in Boston now. I haven't yes. bumped into him, but I think he's in Boston.
0: And he's got Catherine Hamilton uh, as part of the panel. She's got a focus on policy. She's based in Washington. And, and Jigger Shah handles a lot of the, the technology-focused discussion. So I, I listen to that as well. It's a, it's a really well-done podcast.
1: Right. And I think Jigger does lead the utility bashing as well. So it's, <laughs> uh, it, can be, it can be pretty entertaining at times. That's his role. Well,
0: speaking of entertaining, we've got a a good entertaining guest on today, someone I've known for uh, close to 10 years now, uh, John Hartnett, who's a SVP of sales at Taylor Consulting, kind of a new gig for him. But uh, before we bring John on, I just, you know, talking about Taylor's focused on energy procurement, Ron, and that is a space, uh, you know, where you get your gas and electric from. It's it's complicated. and do you have any horror stories from your your vast energy ex- experience where where um, facilities have made the wrong decision around energy procurement?
1: Well, you know, I was with a um, midsize manufacturer last uh, this past summer, and he was beating himself up uh, because he locked into a contract two or three years ago, I think, at about. 10 or 12 cents uh, on the supply, and you know I said, well, don't don't beat yourself up. That was the best supply at the time. You really didn't have the information available. You hadn't reached out and uh, got any help to help you manage uh, or navigating the supply contract world. And uh, you know I tried to calm down and said, okay, you need to potentially look at different uh, supplier options. You know, there's index type contracts, there's uh, there's fixed contracts, there's a blend of both. And I encourage him to look at those different types of contracts so he can hedge and get the price best price available going forward. Yeah,
0: right. Well, as I said, I mean, it's a complicated process. you got to – it's the right time, the right way to buy, uh, when to negotiate, how to track the market. Those are all complicated elements, and, you know, it's a big part of, a, of a, in that case, a manufacturing facility's budget to get the uh, the energy procurement right. So let's bring him on. John Hartnett, welcome to Energy Matters to You.
2: Good morning, guys. This is uh, fantastic. Thank you for having me.
0: It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So, John, tell me, um, how did you get to Taylor Consulting?
2: You know, I think, Leo, you and I have been in the industry and worked together over the last 10 uh, years or so. And uh, I originally started out uh, when the market's deregulated around 1999, uh, working for a company called New Energy Ventures. And eventually that, uh, that grew up into Constellation New Energy Retail. Um, I had done some work with folks at Taylor uh, back then. And then over the years, uh, basically stayed in touch with them and uh, an opportunity presented itself to help Taylor uh, grow its business after about 10 years to a a next level uh, and came on in uh, in March of 2017 to help build out a a new sales team and and grow with the the ever-changing challenges of this market. So uh, we're a company that is growing and hiring and uh, really excited uh, about what the future holds.
0: Good to hear. You know, we're going to dig in a little bit more about Taylor specifically, but Ron and I kind of teased your arrival on the show with some, you know, horror stories from the marketplace. Why don't you just give us a little background? You've been at this since 1999, so you've seen a lot of this. What's the problem in the marketplace? What Why do facilities and companies have trouble buying energy, electricity, and gas? What are some of their their challenges?
2: Yeah, um, I think the biggest challenge that we see for businesses. Is- uh, is really a, a marketplace of transparency. Um, people inherently know uh, energy and deregulated markets. They know who their utility provider is. And I think there's just a constant fear of, if I make a decision, uh, does that affect how my power gets to my building? Uh, if I go with this person, what does that mean uh, for the, the service that I get from the utility? And, and really, in a post Enron world, which you know is is what now about 15 years past, we still have this fear that the decisions that we make have catastrophic uh, consequences to them. And and really, when we talk about financial markets, which this really is, uh, people just tend to shy away from things that they don't 100% know. So it's really our job to try and educate and bring people through a process and and really construct a story that allows people to feel comfortable about the decisions that they make and uh and that's a challenge because really then the number of people in the market that are constantly calling and talking to uh end use customers uh is really abundant so it's a crowded market and uh it's a complex market, and those two those two events uh, make it really challenging on the end use customer.
0: you know John you mentioned um, you know, people wanting to 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 get in a position where they they've got a hundred hundred percent knowledge of what they need to know and and I think about how complex energy procurement is and the relationship with the utilities certainly since ninety nine has evolved but, you know can you just talk about the kinds of people, you know, what staff position and what skill set do they have and what skill set don't they have um, that's, that's required in the energy markets specifically? Sure.
2: Uh, so I think, you know, the thing that we've experienced over the years is that this is really a, a financial decision. And I think originally when the market's deregulated, you know, this was typically a decision that was made in the facilities department uh, by a facilities manager. Uh, senior engineer of the company, people that really understood the consumption of power at that location. Um, And then I think around 2008, uh, that market switched. And it really was because the cost of energy had gotten so high. uh, We saw that $140 barrel of oil and, uh, you know, $10 gas and everything else. And so when that financial decision uh, went 2 or 3x, it was really brought up into the C-suite of a COO or a CFO uh, to where this was a financial budget impact decision. Now, fast forward a few years later, it's really become uh, sort of those two two positions combined, facilities and engineering along with uh, whoever controls the budget and whoever is locking in the budget. So. Uh, Really, it's consensus building across those two divisions of the company.
0: Okay, very good. And so um, with that skill set, so you've got facilities and we get the the CFO, the the financial folks. Is Is there a battle between them in terms of what one wants versus what the other one needs relative to energy procurement?
2: Yeah, great question. I think, you know, one of the things that we focus on is really trying to define what savings are um you know energy is is difficult in the sense that when you save money it doesn't just necessarily go to a bucket or a, a dollar amount that you can pull out when you need it right like other savings categories uh storing energy is very difficult so when you think about it it's really about cost avoidance uh it's really about going through a process that defines your diligence um and really trying to find sustained uh, process that overall makes you feel comfortable with with how you're actually achieving your budget and the rates that you that you go on. Uh, so savings is a hard number because it's such a volatile market. Uh, we see that move where you can some months save 10, 15 percent, and other months you'd pay three percent or four percent above the market. So it's really gaining an understanding to you know, why you're buying this contract, why you're choosing this product, uh, the timing that you're making your decision around, uh, what its budget impact will be, um, and, and really where that sits in the organization on a timeline uh, to how you're operating. And, and then that differs between your verticals. So commercial real estate is going to be different than industrial, uh, and that's certainly going to be different than the retail market that we experience. Uh, so you know you have multiple different uh, complexities in that uh, in that decision process.
1: John, uh, you know what what percentage of customers um, actually look outside of the fixed contract or fixed price world? Um, it seems to me that most of the customers that that I bump into lock into fixed contracts. They don't realize what they're locking into and how it may vary over time. Um, the pricing and, you know, the the potential drawbacks of that fixed contracts. Now, you know, sometimes they hit it right and they're good for two or three years. But in a lot of cases, um, they may be overpaying based on, you know, the fluctuations in the marketplace.
2: Sure. Well, I I think, you know, in in my experience, uh, this is probably the easiest industry to do a Monday morning quarterback on. Uh, you know, because it's so fluid and, and it trades every day, you can constantly compare your decision against something. Um, and, and I look at this and we work with our customers to say, you know, does strategy define your budget or does budget define your strategy? And and we, we, we try and break that down. What we want to look at um, is, is how are you arriving at the rate that you're going to choose? So if you look at Massachusetts rates right now, Uh, we have some of the highest rates in the country. While energy is very uh, inexpensive, the ancillary costs like capacity, renewable energy credits are very expensive. So while the people feel that the market's coming down, the costs are actually going up. And what we try and do is balance that into a product selection. So let me just kind of step back from that. If you were to buy a fixed price product today, What you're looking at is that your building is running efficiently, that your capacity levels or demand levels are in line with your usage. And that's how you're going to achieve a low rate. If you uh, are going to put in some energy efficiency measures and you're going to go through a lighting upgrade or you're going to put in some solar, you want to structure your contract so that you're not buying 100 percent of your power now, as you look to reduce your consumption over the next one, two, three years. So how you actually look at that forward planning of your usage and your consumption and your efficiency really will help drive the best rate and product that you're gonna go on. Um, so that's one component. The second component mm-hmm. is just like other financial markets, you know, uh, past results don't create future results um, uh, what's the clause there? By uh, you know, past results don't uh, give you your future returns. And when we look at that, it's something that we want to focus on. Where you know, just because you're on a fixed price contract that didn't perform well last time, uh, doesn't mean that's going to be the same result next time. If you're saving a lot of money on your current fixed price contract because the market's gone up, that means when your contract ends, you're coming into a higher priced market. So. It's a real balancing act between how you go through it, and what we like to do is make sure that you're walking through and bidding all products and then doing a comparative analysis between those. And then once you understand the cost differentials, you're making a risk-adjusted decision with the most information possible. So there's a lot in there to kind of maybe discuss.
0: Well that's great John really good and a, a nice segue too, because you know i've known you for a long time and and the fact that uh, you've been in this marketplace since nineteen ninety nine you've seen a lot of evolution uh you, you you started by saying that the space of energy procurement gas and electric is crowded that there's uh, there's a lot of vendors with an offering so could you do two things for us first, just give us an idea of the the range of companies out there that that offer procurement services do that for us. And then secondly, tell us why Taylor's different.
2: Absolutely. The you know, so we'll we'll just concentrate on Massachusetts uh, as an example. There's probably about twenty plus or minus uh third party suppliers. Um of those third party suppliers, they're the ones offering products to end use customers. Um, those 20 suppliers are probably made up of about six or seven national suppliers and then a bunch of local regional suppliers. Those are the people that create our market. The, the next level down, we would define as brokers or consultants. And there's really you know, no other way to describe it uh, between those two. And in that market, my guess is that there's probably plus or minus 40 to 50 brokers in the market. Okay. And these are the guys that are calling you and calling end-use yeah. customers, talking consistently about getting a better rate. Mm-hmm. And they they make these claims of getting better rates without actually understanding your business. And so it really doesn't become that rate game. It really becomes about a process. So that's the sort of marketplace that the, the customers are dealing with. And really what differentiates Taylor... From this is one, you know, we're a private company, uh, so I, I feel that it's important that we build long-term success. Uh, I joked with a customer the other day that this is a marathon, and we're just at the first mile. And he said, "John, it's really become a triathlon, and you're just at the running stage." So, you know, this is a really long process that we go through. Where reputation, uh, consistent delivery, uh, customer references become very important. Uh, to really, you know, going through your decision process. But where Taylor started and what differentiates us in the market um, is that we started from a small customer base up. We started by building aggregations of small customers to take out the bid because we felt there was a gap in the market uh, for these smaller groups and getting uh, actual advisement work. The only way to serve that segment of the market was to build technology and platforms to acquire the data. So our platform of utility module interacts with all of the utilities across the country, but specifically in Massachusetts, uh, to pull out and aggregate information in a platform that allows us to communicate with suppliers in a clear, scalable, and efficient way. So when we go to the market, we're presenting the suppliers with the most up-to-date, cleanest package of information that they can bid on which allows us to actually have an effective line of communication with them that is proactively focused on price and opportunity as opposed to, we need to get this letter of authorization. Is this the right account number? This account number dropped. What is the legal entity name? What is the credit entity name? Who are we going to go to? All of those things that go into it, we've streamlined that into a software package that gets uploaded from the utility and interacts with the suppliers that helps really limit the supplier fatigue in the pricing game that we go on. So that is the main differentiation. The the second, and I think this is an old adage, it's really about service. Uh, There's no way to get around it. The human interaction, uh, you know, the people that sell you the service that we're going to go to provide you the service that we're going to go to. It's not handoffs down to an account management function or into this group or that group so that you start off the meeting with one person and end up with six. Uh, we are very customer-centric. Uh, we have a, you know, basically a mantra of the answer is yes, uh, we will get it done, and we will work on your behalf. So uh, a lot in there as well, but uh, you know, in an important question.
1: John, uh, how, do, how do you go to market? You know, you're selling a fairly complex service, a consultative service, um more so than the transactional side of it um you know most a lot of the customers we bump into it seems like the suppliers are pretty transactional as soon as they sign on the dotted line they they can't find uh their representative so how how do you go to market and educate the customers mm-hmm. that the value of your service
2: yeah you know i think this is this is a real changing of the guard of the industry right now you know direct sales uh, people on on cold calling and email and solicitations is is a tough business. So, um, you know, we 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 come at it from a two pronged approach. Uh, we have, as I mentioned, a small medium sized business aggregation group uh, that does a lot with all the different new technologies of online presence, uh, social media, trying to be a thought leader, trying to get out and acquire customers through those type of different methodologies We just came out with a mobile app that allows people to, to log on and, and grab uh, energy data and, and eventually get into contracts So we're trying to be more transactional on a smaller customer base that allows customers to kind of control their information process through online presence um, but on the on the larger side and the medium you know to, to bigger customer group, It really becomes about having a presence in the market and being in the market and being available to customers. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're attending the trade shows, we're, you know, doing events like this uh, with the right people that are the right thought leaders in the market where we're trying to, you know, express views and have an opinion because that's ultimately what the customer is paying for. It's your opinion of being in the market every single day looking at data, because that's what our jobs become. So to go out and and really understand the market and, and be present and be ready when those customers are ready uh, is really the, the best way to describe it. it. There's not a you know silver bullet out there that says, you know, we like to call up with this script and that gets us 10 phone calls back. And therefore, you know, we're going to do this. It's really about being present for our customers and uh, being thought leaders.
0: Right, perfect. Hey, John. Right on that theme. Tell me about um, when is it a good time for a a customer to be in touch with you about their procurement needs, and then and then talk to us a little bit about that that target customer. Who does Taylor? Who does John Hardin work best with? Uh,
2: well, I'll answer the second question first. You know, we work best for customers that need centralization of information. Um, you know, if you have five retail stores in different markets, if you have multiple bills for gas, water, sewer, electric, and you having a problem understanding what they are, uh, if you're looking for some type of need to transparency or competitive bid process, you know we define and check those boxes. Um, you know, so really anybody that I- I'll probably say spends fifty thousand dollars or more on power. Uh, maybe $100,000 or more on power annually, we basically will be able to leverage prices enough uh, that there's true value of of that process or at least give peace of mind to that. Um, But really, you know, any small, medium-sized business enough uh, that uses power in a deregulated market is is who we're speaking with. Um, You know, the second part, the timing part, Uh, You know, August, September, October is budget season. So that tends to be, you know, our tax season. Uh, That tends to be when we're doing the most amount of work for year-end planning um, and really getting out in front of the the budgets for next year because it's a significant line item. Um, But I would say that, you know, right now, this is the first time in my career that I've seen people start looking at the 2020, 2021 markets Uh, in 2017 because energy rates are so low uh, versus their historic numbers. So um, market timing has really dictated when the right time to go is as opposed to budget cycles. And really that's where you can differentiate people is that it's not a set it and forget it mentality where you're just in communication six months in advance at the end of your contract you want to work with people that are looking at future markets and making sure that that sustained price is achieved uh, at the end of your contract.
0: Yeah, outstanding. Well, good, John. You've given us a lot to think about. I think that uh, talking about moving the discussion from simply a rate-based discussion to understanding uh, forward planning and a risk-adjusted selection of of procurement contracts, it's really a smart way to think about it. If, um when, when folks are ready to get in touch with you, John, what's the best way for them to reach you?
2: Sure. Uh, well, Taylor's website is just taylorcc.com, and we actually have a lot of information there, different enrollment forms. Uh, that's the best way to learn about the company itself uh but, as I said you know we we have to be available, and the best way to to get a hold of me is just to call me on my phone, which is you know six one seven four two nine 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 two four uh It's available to everybody at uh you know the the various hours that we all keep um and I'll always make myself available on email whatever it is um you could be one of my forty-seven followers, Leo. Uh, I got to get that online presence up. Uh, but you know, there's uh, there's different methodologies there as well.
0: Outstanding! That's great. Well, John Hartnett, SVP of Taylor Consulting, want to thank you very much for joining us on Energy Matters. You, we wish you all the best, and we'll be tracking Taylor Consultant your your progress over the coming months and years.
2: Thanks, guys. This is really fantastic, and uh, look forward to uh, hearing more of your podcast and uh, great information
0: so that's right and you're you're a great guest we uh we have uh Damian Woodard on the line with us as well who's the uh marketing analyst for Energy Matters to you Damian you want to give us a little update on the uh on the podcast and uh and the site and followers and shows that are up
2: yeah yeah speaking of the uh low level followers we just made our twitter account and we have a whopping 5 followers so <laughs> i'll be sure to plug that all over all of our uh, websites that we have going Um, Hopefully, we're going to get weekly updates on there, on different energy news, and put in all of our podcasts that we've been working on. Um, We just uploaded our podcast onto Google Play as well, so look at on there, and we're looking to sync up with SoundCloud this week. So, lots of stuff happening. We'll see what happens.
0: That's great. So, right now, iTunes is probably the the best location for folks to download the uh, Energy Matters 2 podcast. Is that true, Damian?
2: Yep, we're 100% fully functional on iTunes as well.
0: That's great. Damien, I just want to
2: let you know you now have six
0: followers. (laughs) Wow. Hey, we we got to start somewhere. Thanks, John, for being so quick on that.
2: Absolutely.
0: Once again, we'd like to thank this episode's sponsor, Northeast Efficiency Supply, with a deep understanding of utility efficiency programs, construction logistics, and manufacturing nuances. NES is the premier distributor for ESCOs and uh, energy users alike. Thanks very much for joining us today. Um, energy Matters to You podcast can be accessed through the Podbean site or iTunes, as, as Damien just uh, just informed us. We always appreciate feedback, so feel free to reach out to, to Ron, myself, or Damien if you've got any suggestions about future guests or topics. So for Energy Matters to you, this has been Leo Ryan and Ron Galulli. There's work to be done. Go make a difference.